0: Welcome, you're listening to The Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams, here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Love for you to uh, download that on your favorite podcast platform uh, and get that automatically delivered each week. Also share this with a friend on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, also, uh, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you who are trying to get better, just like we are every week. And visit leadinghope.online to get updates and find out more about the Leading Hope community. Today, Kevin, we continue the series, All Things Change. All Things. This is episode 173. You've titled this, Four Tools for the Change Process. Four. Four. We're One going through tro. four
1: today. Quattro. Quattro. That's Spanish for four. <laughs> it
0: is. This just is so true. everyone knows. It is. It
1: is. Uh, did you ever watch The Count on Sesame Street? Uh, yeah. Who didn't? This is my favorite. Oh, yeah. One. One, one two. That's yes. how we're going to go through this today. We just decided oh, they, right now. Everyone just logged on. No, no. Yeah, they they love to, The Count.
0: Oh, they did? They want to go, this <laughs> is one. No, book. this is not. No. This
1: is dual books. (laughs) So, our main idea for this series is the idea that everything can change, but not everything can change equally easy. And so you need to understand the change process to understand what is going to go into what is going to cause success in your desire for change. Okay. So we covered just kind of broad overview of what this looks like as a picture. This week we are going through. Four, four. Four. tools to help you navigate the change process. And if I could describe it like this, um, imagine you are remodeling a house, which is something that I would never do because I don't want that to be a part of my life, but that you are remodeling a house and you have no tools. You could probably get it done, <laughs> but it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be exhausting. Did, did you have words to say about no, the home remodel? Yeah, I just,
0: like, uh, I just I couldn't. Yeah. The word tool messed me up. I was like, you have no tools. You are a tool. There we
1: go. So back to my definition of tool, not his definition. If you went to go through it and you had no tools, the reality is, is that you could get it done. It would just be exhausting. It would take you forever and it would create a great big mess in the process. Yes, it would. If you try to change your organization and you don't have I've got no other word for it. The tools that you need to navigate that process of change. You may get it done, but it's going to be a lot more difficult. It's going to be a lot more work and it's going to be a mess in the process. So first tool, the greatest tool you have at your disposal is a clear, flexible behavior based change process. Whoa. Okay. To have a plan that is clear this is the change that we're seeking to have happen and some of these other tools that we're going to work through today really fit into this that it is behavior based because while change must address someone's thinking it lives in their behavior so it must be action focused one that is flexible one that isn't so rigid that you can't adapt along the way that is maybe the most important piece that actually takes you through the process of change so without A well-managed process, careful selection of initial projects and fast enough successes, the reality is the cynics and skeptics can sink any change effort. If you're not aware of what you need to have happen and get early wins along the way, it will, it won't work. There will always be people in your organization, no matter how innovative the culture is, who are against the change and they will be able to sink any effort if you do not have a well laid out process in it. Um, If I give you, uh, we're gonna put this in the show notes. I'm not gonna walk through all this now. Uh, The author John Cotter is considered one of the world's leading experts on navigating a change process. And he gives just kind of an eight step change process, which if you wanna access in your show notes is really important. But one of the key factors is something we talked about in the last episode, that it is not data think different change. It is see, feel change that if it neglects emotions, it's really not going to work. And so if you are looking for a helpful, Hey, how do I put this into proud into practice An assignment for this is to build a pathway to the future you desire focused on behavior that is different and be willing to abandon it. (laughs) If it is not working and going the way you want it to go, be willing to just take what you've learned. And to completely rework it in something that's actually working. I love the quote by Dwight D. Eisenhower. He says, planning, plans are useless, but planning is essential. <laughs> and I think that is absolutely fantastic. That the process of planning is absolutely essential. But when we get into reality, we have to be quick to abandon our plans. VJ, anything on... Tool number
0: I, one. I think the uh, I think the interesting thing there, you said that cynics and skeptics can seek any effort. Um, and you said that's why a well-managed process. We know that people generally right out of the gate will claim confusion yep. right away as their first go-to thing that I don't understand what we're doing yep. so they don't have to understand what we're doing. Oh,
1: it's so much better.
0: Right? And yep. so if, if the case that is... Make sure it's completely defined the goal and how you're going to get there to take confusion off the board right away. That's really good.
1: Good. Tool number two. Two. Tool number two. I had to get a bad count impression. (laughs) Second one. (laughs) Influence. This is typically where you chime in. I was hoping you, but apparently you're not a fan of the count. uh, So I'm left on my own. He's all right. He's a good guy. (laughs) Tool number two. Still kicking it. Influence is essential for change leadership. It is absolutely that is the only way you're gonna enact change. And you need to know how you gain influence. So let me if we could imagine this like a game. Okay. Ready, V? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh let's imagine hey. I am making up this game, okay. just to be clear. Okay. We're playing a card game. All right. We each have five cards in our hands. Five cards stud. And no, stop. <laughs> and it's kind of like war. Okay. okay? Yeah. So instead of just flipping over your top card, whoever has the highest card wins, you get to pick which card you want to play okay. that has the highest card that wins. Ace. Okay, There you go. You played it ace. Congratulations. Here's the difference. So, so much of leadership is making the right decision in playing the right card. That's good. Gaining influence is about doing the things that allow you to add cards to your pile. Oh, that's good. And so if I could section it off like this, uh, so much of leadership is about, um, making the right decision, but gaining influence is about doing the right things and even adding to that, doing them the right way. And this is what I see a lot of is leaders who think their only role is to make the right decision, but they never get to add cards to their pile because they're not focused on gaining influence, which is doing the right things the right way. And then what happens is my metaphor makes sense. Yeah. What happens is leaders back themselves into a corner because they haven't been acting actively gaining influence over time. Uh, a crisis will come a scenario will come and they, they've only got two cards in their hand. Yeah. And so they'll go, well, I can only do these two things and neither of them work. Yeah. When had they been focused on gaining influence over time, they could have 20 cards in their hand if they were doing that. And a lot of them are actually good options. That's good. And so I would just say like, hey, as you're focused on change leadership, you go as a leader, my role is to make the right decisions. But my best way to ensure that I'm able to make the right decision is by gaining influence. And I gain influence by doing the right thing the right way good and i don't want you to find yourself in a spot where you get halfway through this change process and you go i've got two options and none of them work to go no no no." make sure you have as many options possible open to you by actively gaining influence over time it's good good yep good assignment for this begin focusing now on how you can increase the cards in your hand so you can always play a card that will win Begin focusing now how you can increase your influence, increase your options, so you can always do what is needed in the right moment. Cool, tool number three, and that is this idea, and I'll give you the tool in just a second, but it's the reality that communication will either work for you or against you. It is not a neutral, okay? (laughs) Communication will never be a neutral. It will either work for you or against you. People will talk. As you make change, as you make decisions, be it personnel, be it process, be it vision, be it behavior. There is a conversation that is going on. Actually, let me, let me add this one addendum. If there is not a conversation going on about the changes, that's even worse. Cause it means no one cares. <laughs> if anyone cares at all and it affects their life, there is a conversation going on. You can either shape that conversation, even when you're not in the room. Or you can allow there to be a vacuum, an absence of information in which others fill in all the gaps on their intuition and what they think. Okay. So just say this: like, you're not going to be in every room in which the conversation about your changes is taking place. And so you have a choice. Do I deliberately attempt to shape that conversation or do I leave a vacuum of information in which people fill in false information? My encouragement, fill in the information. Okay. And here's five simple questions for you to help you do that. Okay. Five simple questions to work through in any change and to clarify in the process. And they are simply this one, what is changing? (laughs) Define clearly. Here is the change. Second piece. Why is it changing? (laughs) What is the reason for this change? Third, why is it changing now? Is there a reason that it needed to happen now? Is there a reason for the timing? Fourth one. This is like, this is so important. Most people miss it. What is not changing? (laughs) Because if one thing happens, most people assume it's got this massive ripple effect, and it might not, it might, but it might not. And so what is not changing? And then the fifth one is really to point to vision. And that is what will the future look like? So let me give you those five questions again, really simple, any change, no matter how small, what is changing? Why is it changing? Why is it changing now? what is not changing and what will the future look like? And I would encourage you, if you've got got big changes to, to write it out and to give core teams literally a script, this is how we talk about it, to communicate it through verbal, because that's more emotional and through written, which is more logical so people can't deviate of to go, well, I thought they said this, I thought they said that. No, put it in print and when you do that, you will shape the conversation, even when you're not in the room, because communication will either work for you or it will work against you.
0: Anything? Uh, I just think that's a powerful statement that people not only will talk; they'll they'll even they'll go beyond that sometimes and, and tell your story for you. Yeah. And this this counteracts that. Yeah. It says you, you own that context of that story. I think that's
1: powerful. Good. One of the uh, one of the important things that this does is effective communication. Uh, studies have found that a lot of changes fail because of middle management. And we got through that in the last episode on the kind of a as involved middle management. Yeah. But that's one of the main reasons why it fails is because middle management doesn't buy in. What those five things do is it creates clarity so that the message doesn't get lost the whole way down in the organization. Good. Yeah. And by creating those talking points, you actively counteract a resistant middle management to the change process. That's great. And then last one, V, your favorite. Oh yeah. Okay, this is for you. Let's and go. I'll just lay out some groundwork and then let you talk about it. Okay. Is the idea that key metrics will either, aid will let me say it clearly, key metrics will aid your change, but they are not the change. Yeah. Okay, just data points because the change is beha- behavioral, are not the change, but you should know which metrics will effectively aid your change. And so I'll just give some notes. Okay, utilize data points that point to why is it changing and why is it changing now? As you're looking for what data you need to be clearly aware of, you need to look at the data that tells the story on why is this changing? What's the gap we're seeking to fill and why is it changing right now? Um, very simple case in point, uh, many, many months ago we changed our connection process for first time guests. Yeah. And, uh, we did have three things. We've talked about this before. Yep. We had a QR code on the screen that was always covered up by the electric guitarist. <laughs> we had a slide that came up. That was only up there that you were supposed to scan. That was only up there for about three seconds. Yeah. So no one could scan it. And we had a little thing in a seat back pocket that could be up to 20 chairs away from the guests.
0: Yeah, you just crawl over people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so what we did for our data points real simply is we just wanted to count how many people filled out information on first time guests. Yep. And so we said like, "Hey, when we did it this way, it was 8. When we did it this way, it was 25." Yeah. <laughs> this is why it's changing. Right. And so that got us out of preference-based focus. Like we still focused on the feel piece of telling the stories of those who were connecting. That's where that emotional part comes in. But the data gets you out of that preference focus. Yeah,
0: I and, think that's so important,
1: which really aids the change.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the the uh, thing that we always forget, at least with data is and what you said it here is it's not the change, but uh, you can you can have change in your organizations or your teams without data. Yes. But it won't be the right change because it won't get you closer to what you're actually trying to do that's good that's the thing for me is like well why why does this matter because not every metric is measured equally right
1: uh, and I, we could go into more of that kind but of it, th- can yeah. i share the one yeah. that we're about to change yeah absolutely uh so our team has been uh running off a dashboard uh for five, six, seven months now yeah that what it really does is it tracks total people involvement in all of these different ministries. And so we have a large sports ministry, we have a large daycare. And so it just tracks these are how many people are involved in this. Yep. And we had the realization that our goal is not to amass large crowd. We already knew this. Right. But like we knew our goal is not to amass large crowds. It's to lead people into faith. Right. But we realized we weren't counting that. Right. And so we're in the near future going to switch to approach that really counts how many people are led into faith from these ministries and led into the community from these ministries instead of how many people are they just like getting out on a field.
0: And the importance, I just want to say this, the importance of what you just said is cyclical, meaning once you find out how they're getting there, when your budget comes around to actually Mm -hmm. write a budget, you know what to spend on. Yes. To fuel where that is coming from. Yep. Without it, you have no. You're throwing something to one. You go, I think this might work. But that data actually provides the points that you need to fund it here, and not so much over there. And I just think that's something that a lot of organizations miss. Yes. Um. Right out of the gate, and the more data points you can have, you can decide whether they're good or not. Just have them.
1: Yeah. And so I was at like, there's this continuous process that goes through, especially around data, of to say. At, at first you just, you just kind of have to count stuff. Yeah, that's and, it. And then over time you begin to learn. These are the key performance indicators. That's right. These are the ones. And so we're about to reduce a lot of the stuff that we count. Right. And so a assignment on this really simple is determine the data points that could be useful in clarifying change and begin researching. It's those. so good.
0: It's so good. And it, at first it's, it feels, um, uh, tedious because it can't be dropped. It's not a thing that you can drop right out of the gate. It's not like you're gonna wake up one day and go, "I just I'm not gonna do that this week. Well, then you've lost a whole week's worth of data that could be important. So it's tedious, you gotta stay consistent, but the impact is massive.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's good. And that's my hope, just kind of throughout all this, is that as people look at change, is just to be able to go, typically, typically people do one of two things. They either go, we need to change this, okay do it yeah (laughs) oh it's not like is it ready for change what's working against you how are you going about it how are you making it easier for people to follow so they either just go let's do it yeah or it's like oh we can't do that right we can't touch that and and both of them are horrible options yeah like option one you're gonna create you're gonna start fires that didn't need to be there And you're going to fight battles that you never needed to fight to begin with if you just change it. But option number two is to operate in a reality that is not optimal. Just sucks. Yeah. Like to just accept like, well, these are all our problems and they were our problems when we got there and then we'll pass it off to the next person. That's. That's not fun at all. That's no. not leading at all. No. And so to say, I want you to be able to see, this is what it takes. And these are th- some things that you can use to help you get there. You did a podcast
0: on that. Don't get bloody for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Hey, listen, uh, f- wrap this up for us. One, seven, three, uh, four tools. Four tools. <laughs>
1: oh, thank you. Change you came the process. through at the end. That's it. The end matters. <laughs> yeah, if I could just kind of revisit the four tools. Tool number one, have a well-defined, clear, flexible behavior base change process tool number two know how to gain influence and actively begin gaining it now before you need all those options tool number three make communication work for you not against you by being clear on the five questions and tool number four know which metrics will aid your change even though they're not the
0: change that's all we got time for today thank you so much for joining us keep coming back next week for all things change the series that we're in if you're new to the podcast haven't yet subscribed mean the world to us if you did that now so post about it rate and review or both you won't believe how that helps uh, get this uh, podcast in the hands of so many more leaders like you we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life I know a few of you have said uh, that you would love some questions answered we would love to fill those so send them in Um, you can do that on any of the social media platforms or leading hope dot online send it to us we'd love to hear from you. Remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count.